Welcome to the Deerfield Family Theater Podcast. As part of our Better Know a Board Member series, I had the privilege and honor to speak with Susie Mason, the DFT Board President. Susie has not only served on the board, but she's performed in several DFT productions over the years. Speaking of Deerfield Family Theater, in case you're tuning in and didn't already know, DFT is putting on a performance of Big Fish this November of 2022. See the show notes for more information and visit DeerfieldFamilyTheater.com. It was a great conversation. And without further delay, here's the interview. Susie Mason, welcome our board president to the DFT podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you, Matt. I'm doing well. All right. Well, we're happy to have you here. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah, I am Susie Mason, as you mentioned. I've been the president of the Deerfield Family Theater Board for five years now. Uh, It's been kind of an unusual time to be president because we've had to have some interruptions in our shows and... um, just not a usual time. Yeah, yeah. As as we've talked about with prior guests, you know, the pandemic has really uh, thrown us all for a loop in our lives, but especially for those of us in theater, um, in in any regard, uh, for live performances. Uh, it's really been something. Before you took on this role of board president, which you said you've had for five years, how how long is I, it? That, I think now, actually, I'm thinking about it. I think it's probably four years. Four, so. Yeah. Well, it, I'm sure it feels like it like a decade. It's longer, point. right? Uh, but but you've been involved with theater and the community for so much longer. How about you take us through some of that history of how you first got involved? Um, we first got involved because my oldest daughter, Samantha. Larry probably told you about Samantha. She's a professional actress now. But when she was very, very young, she really wanted to perform. She she came out performing, I've always said, because even when she was just like two or three, we used to have to call her Dorothy because she was so in love with Wizard of Oz that she would only answer to the name Dorothy. Um, She was always being in character, whatever character there was that she had recently seen. So she's always wanted to be a performer. And we had seen a flyer at the Deerfield Family Days Parade about Oklahoma. And she was going to be old enough to be in it. Um, She was going into fourth grade. So she had her very first Deerfield Family Theater audition and she was phenomenal. And she was the little girl in the red boots and we became a theater family. Um, And I worked on the set uh, because I'm an artist. That's been my comfort area. I always was helping with set decoration, um, painting, that kind of stuff. It wasn't until um, my middle daughter, Sarah, was old enough to be in a show that I decided this was my chance to try and be in a show too. So um, I tried to join Samantha and Sarah because I thought this was maybe the last chance that whatever happened that I would get an opportunity to do a show with them both. And I auditioned for Wizard of Oz uh, the director or the choreographer at the time said that I looked like I was going in front of a firing squad. I was beyond terrified. I had had whooping cough um, the year before, and I had lost my voice. And I had never really thought of myself as a singer. But when I suddenly had lost my voice, then I realized how important it was to me and how often I sang. I, I had no idea how often I sing until I couldn't sing anymore. Um, so I took some voice lessons and I decided I was not going to belittle my voice because it came back. And 
started Wizard of Oz. Thought it would be a, a one and done show. Never thought I was going to do another show after that, but I was hooked. Um, the choreographer at the time said to me, why don't you audition for Beauty and the Beast at Buffalo Grove after I had done Wizard of Oz? And I said, okay. And that was my first time doing theater just for myself without the idea of wanting to be part of it as a family. And then I was hooked, but good. Yeah. And so if you could just ballpark, do you think, how many shows, how many performances have you been in <laughs> since? <laughs> um, let's see. I was doing at least one a year for a lot of years. Um, so I'd say maybe that was about that was about 18 years ago. Um, and I, in the last few years, I haven't done any, but maybe uh, around 14, 15 yeah. shows. Wow. That's really more. something. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and and then at a certain point you decided uh, to join uh, the board, like and the more behind, you know, even more you know, significant behind the scenes role than just set decoration. It's right, right. Well, the president of the board and the producer Susan Redondo um, had become a dear friend, and I adored her, adore her still. She asked me twice to be on the board, and I turned her down twice, and the third time I relented. So that's how that happened. And so for all, for all the future sales listeners out there, that's how you do it. You just keep asking until you get a yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I had a hard time saying no to her. She's the kind of person that you just can't say no. She had asked me to do the um, the set when we did Bye Bye Birdie. And I was like, but I wanted to audition for Bye Bye Birdie. I don't think I could do both. And she's like, oh, yes, you could do both. So I did both. <laughs> And uh, and you know as we also heard you know your husband Larry on the show, uh, you know the family part of Deerfield Family Theater has meant a lot to your family in particular, um, especially being able to perform as a family, which is a rare thing indeed. Uh, but like your experience has also introduced you to other families that have been involved. It's not necessarily just unique to your family, right? What has been your experience seeing other families participate in Deerfield Family Theater? It's been such a blessing in our lives. I can't even remember when we didn't have that core of theater people who were our best friends. Um, they really, most of my friends I feel like now are people I've met from theater. Uh, the kids met each other doing theater. The adults met each other doing theater. Um, really just the greatest relationships and friendships. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was wonderful. I mean, I've enjoyed getting to be in shows with Larry. I've enjoyed being with um, all my daughters, not at the same time, but all of them at least once. So, yeah. Um, but uh, you didn't just come out of the woodwork uh, in your adult life and decide to do community theater. Uh, this was something that you had been doing for a long time, right? Or at least you have a history of, uh, you have, I should say, you have a history of performing before the adult opportunity presented itself, right? Not a whole lot. Um, <laughs> I, I did, as you talked to my husband, I, I was in the show at Shepherd that we did um, when we were in seventh or eighth grade, probably eighth grade, um, where it was the Electric Sunshine Man and, and Larry Mason was the Electric Sunshine Man and, and I was in the ensemble. Uh, and that has been kind of the way that that relationship has gone. He always has a lead. I'm always in the ensemble, but 
It's, it has been a lot of fun. And, and then well, I never did it again, really, until Wizard of Oz. Well, I, I just have to say, you know, you're, you're the lead on the DFT uh, board, uh, and, <laughs> and he's just part of the ensemble like me. So. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Well, I really, frankly, brought him on so that when I need to retire, I have somebody who will step up and do it. <laughs> uh, so um, uh, you, you mentioned earlier, though, that you are an artist. And mm-hmm. so uh, art takes many forms. Uh, is there any like like in what way has your um, you know you pursuing your your passion as an artist helped you in the theater world and vice versa? How is it the you know the relationship been symbiotic and gone back and forth? I think that it helped me by teaching me the beauty of temporary art. You know, most of the work that I've done as an artist has been stuff that I've worked on for a really long time, and then it kind of gets hung on a wall for a really long time. But when you work on a set that's done quickly and it's over quickly, and there's something really special and beautiful about that. I think even with theater in general, that's something special and beautiful that, you know, you work on something, you perform it, it's done. And it was beautiful for a moment in time. It's a special moment and it lives kind of in your heart but um, it's temporary, and and I kind of love that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. I, I haven't heard it said like that before, but I, I definitely see what you're talking about, and I think that's that's a great perspective to take on it. Uh, so you know, being in the the top seat for Deerfield Family Theater as you are, uh, you got to at least you know if you don't have your hands in everything, you get a sense of everything that's going on that goes into a production. And so share a little bit about that experience and what, what's that like and how the different things that you might think don't connect and like sort of do connect in a way. If that's enough to go on with a question, I could, I could be more yeah. specific if you want. No, there, there's a lot of different pieces that go into the puzzle. And I think for myself, I never really had an understanding being, um, you know, in a show as a performer of all the work that's done behind the scenes there's so much and you know thank goodness for a working board we do have a a good working board thank you for that and and we all do a lot to ensure the success of the show and to support the production staff um for me that's really what our our primary role is we are the support we're the the foundation under what the um cast and the production staff and even the park district are doing we're we're there to kind of help them support them make sure they have what they need so that they can have um, a really successful show in every way that they can have an audience that they can have um, you know whatever whatever they need so that's that's what i see our role as a board as uh, let's say you know somebody's listening in and uh you know, they, they're thinking about auditioning for the show. Like, what does that process look like for somebody who wants to audition? Oh, they should totally do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they should absolutely 100% audition for every show they possibly can. Auditioning is hard. Auditioning is scary. Auditioning is one of those things that the only way to get better at it is to just keep on doing it. And since I shared my firing squad experience, I'll tell you, it's still really hard for me, but I've gotten to the place where 
I'm a lot better at it, a lot more comfortable at it. Um, and I think it's just a, a good thing to get out of your shell. So many people have said to me, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could be on stage. I wish I could perform. And I'm like, so <laughs> just try, do it. There's no reason why you shouldn't try. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. And it's, I think, you know, Deerfield is such a welcoming community theater. It's Deerfield Family Theater, our goal is to make everyone who comes into audition feel comfortable, mm -hmm. feel welcome. Uh, we're rooting for you. We want you to succeed. We can't wait to hear you. We want to know everything that you're doing is the best that you can do. We want you to feel like this is where you want to be for the next several months because we're going to see a lot of each other if you get in the show. And we want you to always feel like you're wanted at Deerfield Family Theater. Yeah. And, um, and and there's so many. And let's say that per, you know somebody's listening. They're like, well, I'm just not going to audition. That's not me. There's so many other ways to get involved with the production. Right. So like, um, you know, there's there's a and some positions are paid and some are volunteer positions. Uh, but, you know, there's the being the director of the show. Right. And we'll be interviewing and having on the podcast, you know, our director th this year and the music director, the choreographer, tech director, produ you know, producers and um and then other things, uh, costumes, you know, prop designer, sound and light board operator, and then a musician if you're in the pit, right? So there's so many ways to get involved. Was it, was, Susie, was there anything I missed when I was going through that list? Well, probably the best way for community members to get involved besides coming to see the show, which is always a really important job because you can't have a show without an audience. At least it's a lot harder to have a show without an audience. <laughs> I guess everybody's had to do that this last couple of years, but it's not the preferred way yeah. um, is that, you know, we do need help oftentimes painting the set. That's a really great way for people who are not involved um, as performers to do get involved. That's how I started. And there's plenty of things that we always need people to do in that regard, just getting the set ready and decorated. We've announced that this year's show is Big Fish. Susie, what do you think about Big Fish? I love Big Fish. I saw Big Fish done uh, a few years ago, and the first thing I thought when I thought when I saw it was that I wanted it for Deaf for Deerfield Family Theater. Um, it's a great show. It's got great family. It's got great heart, um, and it just it just resonated with me that this would be something that I could see in our community. I could see in our community theater. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. As far as movies are concerned, I haven't said this yet on the podcast, one of my favorite movies of all time. And when it first came to Chicago, uh, I jumped at the opportunity to uh, to see the musical and, and absolutely loved it as well. You know, it's, you know, walk out singing the songs. Right. So. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited uh, to just go as as an audience member, like you said, you know, to fulfill my job in that role and go watch watch it be performed. It's going to be so much fun. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful show. It's it's going to be just so wonderful. I'm I'm so excited. I always run into the problem because I do want to perform in it, but being a board president feels a little bit not so kosher. So <laughs> I probably won't. I did do that for Annie, and it was great fun. But um, it's a it's a little bit awkward in that way. At least. The good news about not being a lead is that I don't have to worry about that. Maybe sometimes if there's a big ensemble, nobody cares if the board president is in the ensemble. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good to know. I'm taking notes because I feel like I also have time for an ensemble singer uh, from time to time, potentially. So, <laughs> and as the years go on, so you, uh, you know, we we talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but um, now, like, what what was your uh, experience when COVID hit? You know, being having performed in so many shows, knowing so many people in the community. You know, what what was it like? You, you know, what was your lived experience? And you know, especially with your, you know, with your daughter, you know, being in that. Uh, in, in that life, you know, what, what, you know, how did it, how did that look to you that time, that time of our lives? Um, well, you know, it was really hard in everybody's life. I think for my daughter, it was devastating. She had just gotten back from performing in Japan um, for about seven months where she was um, with Disney Sea in Tokyo. She was a vocalist in a Christmas show and she was just starting to get her auditioning back in and everything shut down and her now husband then then fiance he was um working on frozen and that shut down so the two of them ended up kind of uh nowheresville for a little while um, which was hard and you know we had been planning on doing my favorite show which is beauty and the beast for deerfield family theater i've been begging for deerfield to do beauty and the beast for such a long time and you could never get it and we finally got it and we were so excited about it and then i'm like yeah, we can't do it and at the time that i said we can't do it i think a lot of people were like what do you mean we can't do it it's not till november and i'm like we can't do it yeah. As much as I love it, as much as I want it for us forever, we have to pull the plug. Um, and we were fortunate. We had planned for Matt Cannon to be the director. And Matt is a filmmaker first and foremost, and he's fabulous. And so we talked a lot um, and we decided that the best thing for us to do so that we would still have something going on at the time that we would normally have a show would be to do a 20th anniversary uh, video. And, and it was really beautiful. And I think that we really involved a lot of people's stories, involved a lot of past cast members. And, and I'm really proud of that because I think it kind of sums up a lot of the beauty of Deerfield Family Theater, a lot of the, the actual family of Deerfield Family Theater. Uh, people, you know, People just loved being part of us and they still do. And, and it was, it was good to have something. It was good to have something that we could put out into the world still, even if it wasn't going to be the show that we were planning to do. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't think I've linked to that yet. So uh, if you're, uh, if you're listening now and you want to go watch the, uh, watch that video, which I'm sure is on YouTube somewhere. Um, oh yeah, it's for sure on YouTube. Yeah, I'll I'll link to that in the show notes. So after you're done listening to this interview with our board president, then you can go click on that link and go check out that video. I've I've watched it after as I was a new member joining the board. It was sort of a great place to go to like learn about all the history of what I'm becoming a part of. Um, so it, it is yeah. a, it's a great watch. So I highly encourage all the listeners to once they're done listening to this interview, go go check that out. Link in the show notes. Um, yeah. So um, so I I hear through the grapevine that there's this story about something, some performance in Glenview or something, Susie, <laughs> that I have to hear about from you. And so do our listeners. Oh, yeah. my, my favorite story. Um, so it's actually, it was not really performance 
faced, but I'll tell you anyway. So I was doing Thoroughly Modern Millie at Glenview. I am not the best dancer. I have to work really, really, really hard to do it right. And so I rehearse everywhere all the time. <laughs> so I had been shopping at Deerfield Square, the Walgreens. I came back out. My car was dead. It was summer. Uh, it was the We had three weekends of shows. This was in between one of the weekends. So I tried to get somebody to come out for my car. My phone was running low on battery. I didn't want to waste it. So while I'm waiting for AAA to come out and start my car, I decided to just kind of lightly, lightly mark my dances for Millie. And so I'm doing that. I don't think anybody's paying too much attention. I'm just kind of behind the car, just kind of gently doing it. And a police car comes by. And the policeman very, very stoically says to me, were you dancing? And I said, yes. And he said, we got a call. I was like, yeah, I'm in the show. It's between weeks. I'm so embarrassed. Um, but anyway, so that was that was my encounter with the police in downtown Deerfield because they thought I was insane. And I blame it on the fact that there was this one song where you go, matter, 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 and your head goes up and down. Um, so, yes, that was my my brush with the police, well, all well, because did, of Thoroughly Modern Millie. Did, did, did they help you jump the car at least while they were there? No, I just stopped <laughs> dancing and waited for Triple to come. Oh man! Uh, so, so you you hear that, folks? If you uh, you know, if you're practicing your dance moves in the parking lot, you might get to meet the men and women on the force in your in your town. <laughs> you might get the opportunity. Right. right. <laughs> uh, so, my one uh, only brush with the law. Yeah, yeah, and, and so, um, uh, so, so you like you said yourself, you've been in fourteen something odd uh, productions. Any anything that's uh, you know other than that story of the actual performance that you enjoyed the most? Which of the the plays or musicals that you've been in really stand out in your memory, and why? Oh, there's so many, and there's so many reasons why. Um, back to Bye Bye Birdie, which you know I, I said I had done the set for that, and then also my daughter Samantha was the Kim in the show which is the lead young woman and um my middle daughter sarah she was also in it too and i was playing mrs merkel which was a fun part a little crazy which i enjoyed but that was special mostly i think because i used to get to stand backstage and watch samantha um and i remember there were like a bunch of us who would stand together and just watch Samantha um, do her song or her, she had a couple songs, but one in particular. Um, and we would just watch and it was so exciting and so much fun to be both audience and performer for that show. Um, Cause I got to relish that specialness of seeing her and then get to go on and be somebody else and a little bit crazy. And so it was a lot of fun. And, and set designer for that show, right? And or, set designer too. So, well, or set, you know, helper. And, and so, yeah, set, not set designer, set decorator. Set decorator. 
So, so a, a different kind of triple threat, Susie, is what you're saying. Yeah, Audience no, member, kidding. performer, set decorator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, that and, one was special. Yeah. But yeah. there's been a lot of special ones over the years, for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, no need to pick favorites here. Just picking a favorite <laughs> moment. Um, that's all. So, and then as a as a theater goer, as a consumer of the arts, you know, what have been some of your favorite performances to go to, you know, be they community theater or professional productions? I mean, certainly if you have a daughter who's a performer, you've certainly been to some of her shows. So those are allowed. You're allowed to say, you know, one of those too, if it's, you know, accurate. Oh, yeah, it, it totally is. I mean, it's been just, I just love watching theater in general. I love, I love theater and I love um, when my family is performing and I love sharing that with them. Um, I mean, it's been great fun to be with Larry on stage. We've, we've gotten to share many beautiful moments as performers on stage in terms of watching. Um, maybe this is going to sound very strange because I hate Oliver. Uh, I've always hated Oliver, but my family was an Oliver, um, Sarah and Zoe and Larry were all on Deerfield Family Theater's Oliver, along with a lot of good friends. And so I sat through a lot of Oliver and I always enjoyed it. So that's a credit to uh, Deerfield Family Theater on that one because it's not a show I like, but that show had some great moments, some hilarity, frankly, which is probably an unusual thing for Oliver, but it really was great. Um, well, well, and that, I- Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I always just, I I have many, many favorite shows, many, many, um, many roles that I would love to do, many roles that I have enjoyed seeing. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm hooked, seriously hooked. Well, 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 no, no, like mysterious magic going on behind the scenes or plans like like with Matt Cannon's uh, 20th anniversary video. But because you haven't heard Larry's interview because I, I, I'm interviewing you guys back to back. Um, so you haven't had a chance to listen, but he brought up the Oliver performance as one of his favorites to be in because he was doing the Oom Papa song with his daughter, which was such like a strange thing to pretending to be, you know, drinking with your daughter on stage. Right, right. So now that you're calling that out as one of your favorite ones to see, I think it's just, uh, it just goes to show you how magical, you know, being a part of the family theater experience is. Yeah, it was, it was really fun to see them. And Zoe, too. I mean, she's not a person who has chosen to continue with theater, but she was great in that one. So that was fun to see all three of them. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, especially with COVID and just everything that's happened, um, but, but even even without COVID, uh, now is your case to make to any listener, maybe somebody who they, you know, this episode got shared with them. Maybe they're not even in the community, but they they're not a theater goer or a consumer of arts like now is your time to make a case you know what what's the what what's what's a uh, one of the important reasons or a few reasons that you think others should continue to support the arts that's a big one um i mean theater for me has been one of the greatest blessings of my life um it's it's been a place where i've met more friends than i can count um shared many beautiful moments with my family and i think we've made some magic we've, we've made a lot of magic we've made people's lives better uh we've we've given them a place that they can feel really special and loved and um 
I mean, it's it's a wonderful thing to be able to learn uh, from theater. And I, and I think a lot of theater does teach. There's messages you want to impart to your audience. Certainly Big Fish has a lot of really strong messaging. Um, a lot of the shows we've done have, I think, provided some of that too. And I mean, you want to have the audience have every moment that they're there be filled with joy and you want to have the performers have every moment that they're built that they are there be filled with joy and i think at different family theater we've been able to do that more often than not and and it makes me really happy so uh, well uh susie thanks so much for uh coming on the podcast it's been a pleasure to have you thanks matt thanks so much and that's our show. Visit DeerfieldFamilyTheater.com to purchase tickets. As always, links are in the show notes. Please share this podcast to help support the work of Deerfield Family Theater. If you enjoyed the episode, give us the highest rating you can and leave us a review, both of which really help others discover the show. If you'd like to get in touch, send us a voice message at anchor.fm DFT. We might even add your voice message to a future show. Until next time, thanks to everyone who continues to support the arts. We'll see you at the theater.